Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones. Gio and Jones across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Brian. What is happening hey, to you? Thursday is happening yeah. all day. That's right. You know what that means. Almost Friday. Well, why don't you get your headphones I'm going to get in. my headphones on. I know what's playing. And get closer gotta, to the microphone. Because I knew I was going to yell, and I ain't want Spitz yelling at me because he always yells at me at 6 in the morning to tell me to stop yelling. How about that? There's a method to this madness, dog. <laughs> okay. Okay? Sure. All right. And Here we go. Headphones are in now. There you go. There it is. Yes. Oh, I can hear you better now. That's great. No, you got closer to the microphone. I'm big on that technical stuff. You are big. big I'm like I'm like Dr. Dre. <laughs> you know? Did you get to episode three? I did. I watched Uh-oh. episode three last night. The Defiant Ones. Yeah, episode three is a real good one. It's pretty good. It has that Nine Inch Nails and yeah. Alice in Chains or somebody. Who is it? Was it Alice in Chains? Well, Marilyn Manson. Was Marilyn in Manson, yeah. Was in there as well, yeah. Yeah. And the whole East Coast, West Coast oh. story was told in that episode oh, as well. The Defiant Ones on stupid. HBO. East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, it so was stupid. Suge Knight. Yeah. Idiot. Really. <laughs> I know. I was kind of getting annoyed and about it all dumb. again, yes. all over again. Yeah, just dumb watching that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so just a couple days away from <laughs> of being annoyed. Yeah, the the big fight <laughs> in Vegas, Mayweather and McGregor. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm excited too. You're and gonna be right there in the middle of the circus. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited about. And and as I mentioned for months now, since this fight was announced, I said, listen, it's gonna be a money grab. I don't think it's gonna be a good fight. I don't think that Conor McGregor has a shot at winning the fight. But the spectacle of this thing is what I'm looking forward to. The celebrities out there, the talk, the buzz. And I've never been to a big fight like this. I've never experienced it. And watching a big fight on TV. I get fired up for. So to be at something like this and the yeah. energy that will be at that T-Mobile arena, I can't wait for that. And if it turns out to be a, a snooze fest, I'm going to feel better about being there to experience right. the snooze fest than I would if I paid $100 on TV to watch the snooze fest, if that makes any sense. Um, but be- Because you're going to be surrounded by more entertainment outside yeah. of the ring. Right. I'm telling you, you go to these big-time fights, and there's no place like Vegas, especially when you have something of a spectacle that's about to take place. That it, Vegas is already electric. Mm-hmm. Now you put this on top of that. Uh, th- th- I've been there for New Year's. I've been there for big fights. This is going to be like New Year's and a big fight all wrapped up into one. Yeah, it probably will be. I I can't imagine how the surrounding, as you put it, circus is going to disappoint at all. We have a listener on Long Island who streams the show, some guy named Eric Lipinski, who heard us talking about where we're going to watch the fight, Mm -hmm. and I brought up that place, Arugas. So he sent me a tweet. He goes, I'm going to go to that Arugas, and I'm going to watch the fight. I hope to see you there. 
And I wrote back, sorry, man. <laughs> Not going to Arugas. Going I'm, to the fight. I'm going to Vegas. There you go. So, well, no, I'm getting excited about you, it. Though. You'll be hanging out with Jay-Z and, and, and Queen B, and I'll be at Jay-Z's 4040 Club here in the city. <laughs> oh, will you? That that's is a, not fair. That's a good place to watch oh, the fight. Oh, that's a great That's, that's going to be fun. That's where I watch the Mayweather, uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. Oh, I hope it's, I, I, And luckily for me, there was more interesting things around. Yeah, I think that there's potential for this fight to be worse than that. Now, I know Steven Espinoza sat right next to us, the head of Showtime Sports, the man nice enough to offer the tickets to us, and he said that it was not going to be that way, that uh, Manny Pacquiao, who was injured in this fight, he had hurt his shoulder, and he wasn't himself, and he came out swinging early, and then he sort of coasted all the way to the end that Conor McGregor's not going to do that. It's not going to work out that way, and I can I can agree with that much. I just think that the mismatch is so tilted to one side. I We forget. I know that Connor is a brawler. He's a fighter. He's someone we've been impressed with and what he does. But I think sometimes we forget, even at 40 years old, you cannot build a better boxing tactician than Floyd Mayweather. Love him, hate him, just be disgusted by him. Right. The man is a machine. Yeah. He is a machine, and I just don't know if Connor's going to be able to get to him. I keep trying to convince myself that it's a possibility. Like maybe if I start to believe this and that, and you know, Connor is bigger and he is younger, and I do believe that Mayweather's <laughs> taking him a little bit lightly after watching the All Access, and I do think that Connor. You look crazy if you think he's taking him lightly. I think so. if you watch this, you'd be feeling the same way. That man trains like crazy. Ah, but he's not in his the gym last night, seven o'clock. I don't know, man. He's out there. He's like riding bikes through Miami. He's going. That's to part his, of the training. Riding the bike. No, it wasn't. He was like, uh, he was he was on a bike. Going like two miles an hour through Miami with a with a group of like fifteen people. Pacing yourself. Oh, stop! Meanwhile, <laughs> Connor's on a on a bike. He's on a cycle in the desert, going like eighty miles an hour. And then you had the whole interior decoration Floyd Mayweather had with his strip club girl collection. And by the way, did you think about what you'd name your the Wiggle? Uh, that's it. That's it. The, just the, the Wiggle. BJ Da BJ's Wiggle. Da Oh, the Possibly. Wiggle. The Wiggle. The Wiggle. All right, wiggle. yeah, that's that's, not, that's pretty good. I like that. It's simplistic. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah. wants to, you know, ex- where y'all going? The Wiggle. <laughs> expand the girl collection franchise. I don't know. It just seems like and and if I was Floyd and I came back for three hundred million dollars in the last fight, and I was not fighting a, a true boxer, I think I'd probably take him lightly, too. He's not taking him lightly. He's training his behind off. He, as I told you yesterday, it's legendary. This guy leaving wherever he is, middle of the night, training, going to that little, what's that, cryogenics? What's that freezing thing yeah. he goes and does? I mean, if you've ever watched the, I forget the name of the all-access show that's on uh, HBO when they're getting ready for a big fight. Uh, but uh, they have chronicled twenty four seven twenty four seven is uh, they've chronicled uh, his training regimen and how hard he works and and so I, I'm never gonna discount the amount of work uh, Floyd Mayweather puts in. This guy takes care of his craft. His reason he's sitting there with an unblemished record. Others will point to other variables as why. But as far as training, he's one of the best there ever was. Yeah, and there's no doubt was. He was all of that, but is he still? Yes. I mean, it's been a couple years now. He hasn't fought. You can get real used to retirement, can't you? And then 
And, and someone asked them, "Are you? What do you say to the people that say you just came out of retirement for the money?" And Floyd said, "You're right." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so you, you, there has to be something to entice you, right? Yeah. Uh, if you're you 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 have you resigned to the fact that you you resign, <laughs> you know. Something has to, there has to be something really huge dangling to entice you to come out of retirement. Uh, you feel like you've made it, you have enough to live on, uh, you have other interests that are, that are generating income. And to, for you to get back there and, and take part in your main craft would help build your brand. Uh, there has to be something huge to get you off the couch. And that, this was, that was a huge number they placed in front of him. So, yeah, I'm glad he was honest in that instance. But, yeah. yep, okay, yeah, it was the money. And I think that the reason why I'm so confident in Mayweather is the history of him, even after being retired for a couple of years, is he, especially at this stage of his career, with 49-0, and 50-0 on the line, that he is not going to put himself in a situation where he thinks he can lose it all. He will not do that. That's why I waited for Pacquiao, and he was right about that. That's why he took this fight. He's probably going to be right about that. And apparently, he's going to put a $5 million bet on himself in this fight as well, which I don't understand why you would even do that when you're making all the money you're making, and you're only going to net like a million profit mm -hmm. because of the odds on him. So I guess it sounds That's good. That's an extra million yeah. you put into the girl collection. I guess so. Yeah. It is an extra million. Hey, just, let's go ahead and spend a little extra on those on those chairs. Come on. I mean, think about it. imagine putting up five million, only get a million. If you're like have five million to to bet, like I don't know. Doesn't if you seem. win, now you have six. <laughs> I guess, mm. and you are sort of in control of it, where a lot of people are not. Right there, you go. So you Boom. do have Bing. that much. Ding. Right, but I, it, I'm directly in control of this five million. <laughs> yeah. Directly, all of that is on my shoulders. It is true. I, yeah. they, never yeah. too late. Yeah. Uh, it's not like I'm sitting there, you know, chewing my fingernails and, and hoping someone else who's driving the bus gets it right, and I get that extra one million for my five. No, I'm driving the bus. I have direct control of all of this, and all that money I just laid down on me. I was thinking about just putting like fifty bucks on Conor McGregor when I get out there because mm -hmm. it would fifty would turn into I think two hundred oh, with the odds okay. if he wins. But it's basically flushing fifty dollars down the toilet. That's what that's doing. Yeah. But if you there's any on chance, worse things in Vegas, I the the way that this has been written about is if he pulls this off, that it would be the greatest upset in sports right. history. Yes. Now I don't know if I can go that far. Because of where Floyd is in his career. I mean, it's not like this is Floyd in his prime. Because then I think it might be the greatest upset in sports history. But, you know, where he is at 40 years old, two years after fighting, and Conor McGregor being at the top of his game right now, basically in his prime, uh, it's, it's still, it would be a humongous upset. But the greatest upset in, in sports history might be a, a little strong. Well, the, the reason you have that hyperbole is because you have one guy jumping out of his main arena into a, a whole different arena. He's trying to tame a whole different animal in Florida Mayweather, and he's taking on all the rules, all the regulations of this particular sport and, and jettisoning what he's used to. And, and so when you have a, a situation like that, and if there is to be an upset, Yes, you're going to apply and assign more, uh, I guess, gravitas to that person if they are to get a victory. Because you have just, okay, 
I don't need to be in in in, in my space that I'm familiar with. I, I can leave that and I can go jump into your pool and 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 kick your butt, uh, following your rules. That's how much of a badass I am. Yeah, I I, I can just adopt some uh, new rules, uh, a, a new sport, and 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 whip the the guy who sits on top of that sport. So I, I could see why you'd have all those lofty the lofty rhetoric uh, associated with a victory if that was to occur. Biggest of all time. Hmm. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if he ends up knocking him out in the first round, like he's starting to predict now, Conor McGregor. It's funny because his press conference yesterday, because of what they did in the mm-hmm. previous four was labeled as subdued and boring. But that's just to their standards. Because listen to Conor McGregor here in this quote. And if this was said in any other sport, in any other setting, it would be a huge topic. But because it's coming from Conor McGregor, who is the blowhard of all blowhards, people are saying it's subdued and boring. We are prepared. And and like I said, I am prepared for the 12 three-minute rounds of, of, of insane pace, crazy fight. I'm ready for that. I just do not believe that he can he can give that. Okay, I th- thought that was the cut where I made a mistake there where he said I don't think he's going to even get out of the, the first round because he made a mistake with the gloves. He goes, now mm. he first said he was going to knock him out within four, and now he says because of the gloves he's going to do it in two, and he's going to have an opportunity to do it uh, in one if he wants to. And once again, McGregor, UFC, they fight with four-ounce gloves. Yes. And usually a title fight of this magnitude or this weight class is 12 ounce, and they've agreed on eight ounces. Yeah. I have the math straight. Yeah. All right. So now McGregor believes he can knock him out because the, the gloves, the weight of the gloves are has decreased. I don't know. I, you know, you, 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 I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen because everyone has a, a prediction of how both guys are going to approach the fight. We, we've seen Mayweather throughout his career, and he's such a tactician. He's so strategic. He stays within himself, and that's why people say he's boring because he doesn't allow anything to dictate how he to dictate what he does in the ring. He doesn't go outside of what his strategy is. And and, and you know the guy you try to entice him into a brawl, he'll get in there for a little bit, then he's gonna ex- extricate himself from the situation and get back to doing what he's doing. He's such a defensive fighter; you can't lay a lick on him ordinarily. And we all think that McGregor's gonna come out and be aggressive, try to be the bully, try to you know force this guy into a corner and then just beat the hell out of him. Uh, I'm just interested in seeing the styles that, uh, especially McGregor's style, because I think I know what I'm going to get uh, for pretty much from uh, from Mayweather. But McGregor, what what's going to be your strategy going in? Do you come out guns are blazing, or do you you pace yourself and, and and try to put on a show for for 12 rounds? I don't I don't believe I see that happening, especially if he starts getting tagged. This is more from McGregor in the last press conference that they had yesterday. When it's all said and done, you know what? I'm going to feel a little bit sad because you should have all kept your mouth shut. You should have left me over on that other game that I'm from, that more ruthless game where we bounce heads off the canvas and drill them into the floor. You should have left me where I was because because this man is not on my level. (laughs) You ain't on my level. I'm from that ruthless game. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that funny because (laughs) think about that in like a post-NFL game. Uh, media session if someone said that you know or a pre you know like the day before a game someone said we'd be talking about that forever yeah. you know you like, you, everybody level, should have kept your mouth shut you're not I'm, you know but you it, ain't about this life yeah McGregor says that we're like oh what a boring press conference oh yesterday my goodness, oh my goodness well oh my goodness that you should have left me where I was 
And Brian looked up at the TV, mm. and there was a shot from that press conference yesterday, and the Corona girls were up there. I'm about to start drinking Corona. And he yeah. got uh, he got a little distracted there. A little distracted. You like the Corona? Um, yeah, I love, yeah. yeah, I like Corona, of course. Down those. <laughs> Used to. Used to. In another life. In another life. Yeah. No I beer. wonder if they were conscious of trying to keep it a little bit more Classy. calm. <laughs> Well, not classy, but... As a, much as they could keep it classy. Yeah. Bounce heads off the canvas and drilled them into the floor. <laughs> I mean, that's about as classy <laughs> yeah, as it can get. there you go. Uh, but Espinosa said that he felt like they crossed the line and it was a little right. bit too much. He didn't know if it was going to hurt him or not, but he did genuinely feel like those other four press conferences were too much. So I wonder if both Espinosa and Dana White were like, okay, we got all of that out of there. Let's now keep this one a little bit normal and see if that helps. I don't know if you can necessarily control these guys, especially McGregor. Yeah. He says what he wants, and he, he went out to Espinosa. I mean, he's going <laughs> after the hand that, that feeds you. So I, I don't know if maybe they're just tired of looking at each other and run out of trash talking. or Maybe they're just focused. I mean, we're talking yeah. about a couple of days away from the fight. Right. It could just be that. That's it. You know, I mean, as opposed to a few weeks ago where you had some time, it's just at this point, you know, they're probably – Thinking, all right, enough's enough with the talking. Now we're we're about to fight. So, are you as I? Of course, me being there has got me now hyper focused on this. But is this something that you're now into? Because we were sort of both on the same page you know early what? on. I, truth be told, I had forgotten that the fight was this weekend. I've had so much going on. How and could then, you forget? Then you just... I, I I recall. Wait, there's a fight this weekend. I had some other stuff planned. Uh, for a Saturday after the the, the uh, preview show on CBS, it was like, damn, the fights this weekend. I'm gonna have to cancel that. And and so uh, to answer your question, no, but yeah. <laughs> what well, spawned this? I, I had forgot. There's so much going on. G, come on, I can forget things. Man, I tell you, there's so much going on. You but, got offered tickets from Espinosa. How could you forget I, when the fight was? I, so much happening, man. I wish Shoot. I was there with you. I wish you were going, too. I wish I was going. Oh, I, boy. That'd be we, something else. We, we'd have so much fun. I know. Be like Dallas. Would be better than that, probably. <laughs> It'd be better than Dallas. That was the last time we hung out. It was be almost three years ago. It'd be better. We're overdue, man. Yeah, I know. Dang. Well, we see each other so damn much well, that it's you like, know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to bite the bullet and go steal me a private jet. Oh, are you? Yep. Just steal it. Just steal Who's going to fly it? Mm, damn. Damn. <laughs> I hadn't got that far in the plan. <laughs> Your daddy available? <laughs> yeah, he might be. I'll check his calendar. Yeah. Well, can he handle a G6? Uh, probably. Come Just on. Give him a day in a, in a Plenty of them over there in Teterboro, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Your thoughts on this fight? We're a couple of days away. Are you definitely buying it for $100? Or are you staying away because you think it's just a circus, an exhibition that's not worth the money. 855-212-4CBS. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Gio and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Despacito's finally Oh, yeah, that's cooked. done. Oh, it's been cooked. Now it's... Yeah. Now I hear Despedetto. it. Yeah, it's just, wow. yeah. It's what happens with these things. Yes. That's a terrible joke, by the way. Despedetto. Really you like troubles. <laughs> I got a lot more. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, mask off, put that mask in the closet and leave it there. <laughs> put your mask back on. Yeah, damn. <laughs> get, get out of my face. Don't talk like that in Vegas, okay? <laughs> Don't you come back. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about just doing the Brian Jones impersonation through Vegas the entire time. You know, it's it's funny. Doing a show next to you and then watching that Dr. Dre documentary and being the chameleon that I can be at times. I'm surprised that I don't walk around talking like MC Ren every day. <laughs> I don't even like big booty. Like <laughs> Seriously. MC Ren. <laughs> like Gina goes, I'm going to bed. I'm tired. Already, woman? <laughs> like, wait, sorry. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean that. I don't know where. You better wake your ass up. Yeah. Damn. Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> you should do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Where's my dinner? What, yeah, what happened to my husband? <laughs> what are you What are you doing tomorrow? Whatever I want, fool. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, I. I mean, I'll be home. I don't. I don't know. I'm sorry. Hook them by God. Damn documentary. And Brian, my head's all screwed oh, up. Man, what was it? The Jim Carrey movie, Liar Liar, where he couldn't tell the truth. Oh <laughs> yeah. Wow. Forgot about that. The only thing I remember about that movie was there was some woman in an elevator. Who yes. had, remember that woman in that elevator? A lot of cleavage. Yes. Mm. That's, that's the great scene. Yeah. That was the client, right? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> peace porn. He's a great scene. Yeah, yeah, oh, you just see Pete like 1997 <laughs> yeah. rewinding that over and over again. <laughs> on, on the VCR. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That movie's got to be 20 years ago now, right? No way. Really? It's got to be. Oh, man. Great movie. He hasn't done anything in a while. <laughs> Great movie. It was pretty good. Feed. Funny. Liar, liar. Let's see where this movie was made. Yeah, 97. How about wow. that? Wow. Yeah, Look at you. Happy right anniversary. Yeah, mm. happy anniversary to Liar, Liar. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes, 81%. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what Pete listens to in the car to stay awake on his way home. <laughs> Uh, and you, you have any other scenes like that you like, like uh, Fast Times or Ridgemont High when, mm. when what's her face? Phoebe Cates. Yeah, yeah, that was good. You like that? You like that one? Pools and diving boards. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's a good scene. You're right. And the car wash in Cool Hand Luke. You should check that out. Wild best, things. Best. Oh, wild, wild things. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Le- that's legitimate. Woo! Denise Richards and mm. Nev Campbell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. Pretty woman. Well, that guy, there was a guy who made a business and is now a multimillionaire out of just finding those scenes in movies where there was nudity and they're making a database out of it. He calls himself Mr. Skin. Mm. Shut up. Really? <laughs> you lie. We got to stop with the Brian drops <laughs> when Brian is here because I don't know. I thought he just said shut up to me. And he didn't. It was Pete that was playing the thing. Mr. Right. Mr. Skin. Yeah, Mr. Skin. Wow. Yep. Now, are you allowed to take from other people's creative work and then make it your own? Well, it's not making it his own. He's just, he's, he's, he's distributing it. It's a community service. It's a community service. Okay. Yeah. You get that lawsuit, see how the community helps wow. him out. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think that, I don't know. Maybe he pays rights fees. I don't know. Yeah. Or the, the length of the clip might have something to do with it. True. As well. Mm. I'm not sure, but the guy's, he's been doing it for a while and Mr. he's Skin. making, making money. Yeah. That's MrSkins.com. <laughs> I believe. I'm just asking. I think it's just skin. Mr. Skin. Mr. Skin. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you we'll go. We'll check it out later. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Brian's Googling a woman music. If anybody wants to know.
All right, Bogus, you got an update on, for Bogus. us? Guys, Dodgers lefty Rich Hill threw a no-hitter last night in Pittsburgh, but for only nine innings. Here's the 2-1, and a swing and a fly ball out to left, down the line. Granderson on the warning track, and where is it? Where is it? <laughs> it's gone! It disappears over the wall, and Josh Harrison wins it, breaking up the no-hitter with a game-winning home run in the 10th. I believe that's Joe Block on Pirates Radio. The improbable one nothing win on Hill's fourth pitch of the 10th. He was the first pitcher to take a no-hitter into extra innings since Pedro Martinez 22 years ago. He retired the first 24 Pirates he faced, but then Logan Forsyth couldn't handle a Jordy Mercer grounder to start the ninth inning. The Diamondbacks took a 4-2 loss at the Mets, but the Rockies fell in KC 6-4. On Eric Hosmer's game-ending three-run homer, so Arizona remains a half game ahead of Colorado atop the NL wildcard standings. The Cubs race season night three and a half games clear of the Brewers in the Central after a 9-3 win in Cincinnati and Milwaukee's 4-2 afternoon loss in San Francisco. The Astros topped the Nats 6-1 in a meeting of first-place teams in Houston. Washington had won their last nine meetings Dating back to 2012, the Rangers outlasted the Angels 7-5-10. and 10. The White Sox 4, the Twins 3. The Yankees hammer the Tigers 10-2 in Boston, beat Cleveland 6-1, while acquiring outfielder Rajay Davis from Oakland. Chicago Bears head coach John Fox said yesterday, rookie QB Mitch Trubisky will play a series with the starters in Sunday's preseason game in Tennessee. Mike Glennon says, whatever. Nothing's changed. It's... Just one series in my mind. Fox did say Glennon starting the all-important third preseason game is the more telling decision. The Jags will start Chad Henney, not Blake Bortles, tonight against the Panthers. Cam Newton makes his preseason debut for Carolina. And Raiders left tackle Donald Penn ended his 26-day holdout yesterday but has not yet received the new contract he was angling for. And from the NBA, restricted free agent Nerland's Noel apparently changed agents earlier this week, still looking for a contract. Noel reportedly has already turned down an offer from the Mavs that averaged $17.5 million. Boys? All right, Bogus. Yesterday we talked about the decision from ESPN and broadcaster Robert Lee to have him not call the Virginia football home opener against (laughs) William & Mary because it's in Charlottesville. And his name is Robert Lee. So, you know, we had some fun with that. Oh, yeah. They replaced him <laughs> with Frederick Douglass. You know, all, all the things, all the jokes. That Harry are there. Tubman was the sideline reporter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just shuffling people into the tunnel. What's uh, your name? P.W. Bolta? No, 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 no. You can't work this one. You can't work this one. Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> so, anyway, John Skipper, who's the head of ESPN. Yeah. He made it clear that they weren't afraid of offending anybody. This is not what this was about. But he said that Robert Lee's assignment might create a distraction or even worse, expose him to social hectoring and trolling. Okay. (laughs) Don't get on social media. (laughs) These are the things that they were afraid of. And this is assuming that anybody would catch the Virginia William and Mary broadcast and see the two seconds where it, there's a shot of the booth and yeah. his name is up there. Right. Screenshot that, put it up. At the very worst, they'd say, wow, this is ironic. Mm-hmm. 
But now this has created such a bigger firestorm because they took him off the broadcast. They should have just left him there. I mean, it's not. We're not talking about Alabama LSU on national TV. Yeah, UVA and William and Mary. Only people going to be watching are family and friends, right? And how about we don't ID him? How about that? <laughs> Give him a fake name for the broadcast. <laughs> Just leave it there and yeah, deal with it. Exactly. Because most people are reasonable enough to, yes. to say, wow, that's sort of ironic that that happened, that he got the Charlottesville yeah. assignment. But other than that, yeah. there's nothing there. I was like, damn, I didn't know Robert E. Lee was Asian. Really? <laughs> It's stupid. They overreacted in this situation. You can clearly see it's a coincidence. This guy gets that assignment. That occurred a week or so ago. So what? Game must go on. Allow the guy to call it. And I don't think he's going to be any worse for wear just because his name is similar, uh, very similar, too similar to the Confederate general. Yeah. So I I don't think that, I mean, unfortunately – Robert Lee's already been reassigned. They're not going to have the guts to just put him on the game and and deal with it at this point. And he's calling Pitt and Youngstown State. Um, I wish I was still doing the Pitt broadcast at that point because I'd go to him right away yeah. and just interview him about it <laughs> if he would allow me to. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's a very silly thing. This is a story I'm a little reluctant to bring up just because it's someone who <clears throat> is not – an athlete, uh, but rather someone covering sports mm-hmm. like us. So not as many people are, are interested in it, but it's an ESPN personality, Ryan Russillo, a guy who I've met before and talked to. I'm not friends with him, but I did meet him actually when we were down in Dallas for the national championship mm. game. I met him at a, uh, an event and talked to him for, for a while and never knew anything bad about the guy, but apparently, allegedly got himself in a situation in Wyoming vacation. Little Robert Downey Jr. uh, moment, right? Yeah, it seems Mm, like it. Uh, So at about uh, two-something in the morning, around three-something in the morning, uh, two people were asleep in their condo. Mm. They heard someone come into the condo. They didn't know who the man was that walked into the condo. They asked him to leave. Did he shoot him? Yeah. I, I mean, Wyoming? Yeah, you think? Everyone's got a gun. Right. And it's obvious they leave the doors open. And I've stayed in a community with a former coach in Oklahoma where they did that. And I slept with one eye open because I'm not used to doing that. But certain communities, you can leave the door open and unlocked, and uh, that's what happened here. And they just asked him to leave. Could you leave, sir? Yeah, <laughs> just not good. So he <laughs> that's amazing. He did not listen to them. No. And he went into the bedroom. He kept saying stuff like, I just need to get my stuff. I just need to get my stuff. Mm-hmm. Had bloodshot eyes, slurred speech. When the offender, officers rather, when the officers found him, uh, he was identified as Ryan Russillo, lying on the bed, naked, <laughs> except for his pants around his ankles. Whoa. He was getting his stuff. <laughs> I mean. He was. Toast. He was wasted. He was all that. Right. He was gone. He went in the wrong condo, it's, thinking you, it was the right condo. Right. Luckily for him, luckily, he wasn't shot. Yep. And uh, he's still with us. So <laughs> right. too much sauce, and, yep. and, and you go to the wrong, wrong condo. Yeah, I don't want to judge too much because I know everybody likes to have a good time. Yep. A lot of people drink. <laughs> There's been times when I've 
had too much to drink. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, though, confidently that I have never been that drunk to do something like that. Confidently. Now, I my drunk is a different drunk than other drunk. I'm a conscious drunk. Like I might not I'm make a all functional drug. I might not make all the right decisions. Yeah, but but you're I, conscious of. But it. I'm I don't black out. I don't yeah. have that blackout capability. It sounds like he had that blackout. Yeah. where he has no idea who he is, where he is, and he's going through all his stuff. And it, when now you're, you're a, going through somebody else's stuff, yeah, what is kind of right. So, and when you're a personality like this, is going to be really embarrassing yeah. for him. But it could have been a lot worse. Hugely I guess. embarrassing. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't shoot that cat. That must happen all the time around there. They just share each other's condo. We leave the door unlocked. Come on in because just ask them to leave. Yeah, you think they would ask me to leave? What because of the whole black thing? No, I'm just saying. You think they would ask me to leave? Uh you probably you probably thought I was a bear. <laughs> it would have gone a little bit differently, I would think. Just a little bit. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I think just a little more threatening. You're also a larger man than yeah, he is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They probably would have thought I was a bear. <laughs> yeah. L- leave it at that. Yeah, so be careful, please, I, will you? I try not to go into the wrong condo. I don't think you're going to Wyoming anymore. I did try so. to in, I, I tried to enter after a good night over in the DR one time, tried to enter the wrong subdivision. Yeah, and I, I was adamant. No, this is it. Because it was the first time I'd stayed at this particular uh, place. And <laughs> the security guard, no, dog, it's the next one up the street. <laughs> I was adamant. No, it's this one. I've driven long enough. It's this one. I'm not going any further. And you were wrong. <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs> you were right. At least the security guard was nice about it. Yes. Yes, and he had a gun. Oh, did he? Oh, all geez. of them do over there. I guess, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah when I pulled into a, uh, a Hilton over there, there are people with, uh, you know, automatic right. long the, uh, guns. At the the uh, uh, 12-gauge or something, pump, shotgun. Yeah, well, roll into the hotel, the gate opens the, up, and there's there's two guns right. there. The gas station, right. the bank, of course. Yeah, yeah it looked look like two members of Boko Haram <laughs> when I pulled into the hotel. And I was like, <laughs> Where am I? I mean, is this the right place to be? I mean, you know, that's just for your security. Right. Is sir. the Hilton still in charge of that place, or did you guys take it over? Like, that's what I, I was very. I very, just want to get my stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> please. <it>. Yeah, <laughs> without my pants on. <laughs> yeah, he needed to go to sleep quick. He could even finish undressing. Yeah. That's when you know it was too much. You know, usually those. I'm just. Not speaking from experience, but usually in that state, you just sleep with everything on, don't you? Yeah, I would you don't think have so. time to take anything off. Coming up next, some decisions being made at the quarterback position in the NFL and some young guys getting a shot. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. They could be saying, you know, Gio and Jones suck, don't listen to them. We have no idea. Other they, than would, that they, they would they, never say that. They don't curse, though. You I, sure about that? I, I you don't even know Spanish. Yeah, you, you're. Uh, How do you know your you're half Puerto Rican? You don't even know anything about. Come on, I looked up the lyrics. Oh, did you? <laughs> okay, he's repressed his Puerto Rican. So when you looked up the lyrics, what were they saying? I don't remember what exactly, <laughs> said, but I know there's no cursing. Okay, all right, fine. You were just checking for the cursing. That's right. That's what he's got to do, mm. Pete. No FCC, Pete. I'm gonna have to give you a new song to check for the cursing. <laughs> yeah, your suggestions, man. <laughs> it's a field day. He's there all day. He's like a chemist. <laughs> I know. Bleeping everything out. 
It is too much. To bleep out thirty seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the Cleveland Browns named Deshaun Kaiser the starting quarterback for their third preseason game. Speaking of cursing or being cursed, and Brock Osweiler is reportedly back on the trading block because they don't think that he's going to be a long-term or even short-term solution to their quarterback situation. Deshaun Kaiser, I only saw a little bit of in that preseason game against the Giants. I can't judge just based on that whether or not he's going to be the better option early on. But Brock Osweiler, as bad as he was last year, won a bunch of games and then did win a playoff game, albeit in a a situation that was favorable for him. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser must be really impressing for him to get this opportunity. And Hugh Jackson said that he is really positioning himself well to earn the starting job heading in uh, to the regular season. So that says a lot right now. And I did not think that he would start right away, and he's on track to. That means Osweiler really must have been stinking up the joint for most of this preseason. Well, he just really hasn't flashed anything, and he's going with the ones. He's had limited opportunities, and yet he has done nothing to wow this offense or the coaching staff. So it makes sense to go with a guy uh, you were high on, you drafted high, and he has looked the part at times. Has he made some rookie mistakes? Yes, Deshaun Kaiser has, duh, looked like a rookie at times. But he's also injected this offense with some energy. He's brought some athleticism back to that quarterback position, and now he needs to be smart about it. RG3, remember him not being smart about it. Kaiser at times hasn't been smart about getting down and avoiding would-be tacklers. So he needs to be smart, stay healthy. You know, had Cody Kessler in there a year ago. He was injured numerous times. I think he had eight starts, but a couple concussions as well. So you have to make sure you get out of harm's way. You don't have to prove your toughness. You're here. You, you're the starter now. Relax And as far as trying to prove uh, that it, to your teammates that you're tough enough to play this game. You just go out there and be a quarterback. That's the, the key. Try to stay upright and try to stay healthy for 16 games. But here's a guy with his opportunities that's really wowed you at times. And, and so he's going to get the starting nod. There are going to be ups and downs with him, but they feel like he's the guy they should ride with right now. Chad Henney's going to get the start in the Jaguars' third preseason game over Blake Bortles. No-brainer. And, and those guys, to me, are very similar in Osweiler and Bortles because they came off a season where they were pretty darn good the year before. They completely fell apart. And it shows me that these guys are probably not going to be any good ever again if they come back from the years that they had the year before. Just brutal with the talent and the size that they have, and to come back this year and to lose your job by the third preseason game, that means that you're done. Well, he has definitely regressed. Third year, man, come on. You know, two years ago you played pretty well. A year ago you didn't. You took a step back, and now even further deterioration in your game? That is problematic. Uh, you, you sit there and you scratch your head uh, in that front office and you say, we picked this guy to be the future. I know it was a different coaching staff, but you picked this guy to be the future and he's not even close to looking like he can be our future right now. Uh, you, you have to be just uh, perplexed, baffled that this he can't figure it out at this point. So, you know, that light has to go off. For a lot of us, it takes a little bit longer than others. But at that position, especially when you've had you've shown flashes, what has happened? What What is going on in his head? He's shown flashes. I know there's been a turnover at the coaching staff, and that could be part of 
the the learning curve. But you have been in this league now, going three years, and you are going backwards. That cannot occur, especially at that position. And 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 it's it's definitely a huge issue for this football team now. Name that's going to come up, and I haven't heard the, the Jags. Brad say anything. Tom Coughlin's in that front office now, huge consultant for this this football team. Uh, I haven't heard Colin Kaepernick's name come up. You want some athleticism? You need some some, some energy injected into your offense? Call a man up. Get yeah. him in there. Because Bortles is not doing it. And Henny, he's been a backup for a long, long time in this league. I'd like his game more than I do Bortles, though. Yeah, what was it? Jason Lock on four, I think we had on that said there's a couple teams in there mm-hmm. I just don't understand what they're doing because yeah. their quarterback rooms are a mess. And yeah. he mentioned the Jaguars as one of them. Now, the Jets are another, but he, he mentioned the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at this point, I would just be floored if anybody decided to sign the guy. I mean, it's almost like, you know, once the Seahawks and Ravens passed, it was almost one of those, okay, well, that gives us license to not look at them because those yeah. two guys right. decided to, to pass on him. Well, you, let them all fail. If. You could take one of the two right now, Osweiler or Bortles. Which one would you take? Osweiler. You would? Yeah. See, I actually think I'd take Bortles. Why? Because last year there were stretches in garbage time where he looked okay. I don't remember a stretch for Brock Osweiler that lasted more than a half of a drive where he looked okay. I remember Blake Bortles in fourth quarters and they were way down. You know, being able to still make those throws and throw touchdowns and I thought that there was flashes and maybe get back to it. Osweiler, and it's just so annoying to watch. <laughs> He's just so slow and plodding and it takes him forever to throw the football and just, I well, don't know. Both need to be fixed. And we always say this about NFL coaches. They think they can fix any and everybody until they don't. But what uh, so does it say? But think I, they, about these two coaches, too. Yeah. I mean, especially Hugh Jackson. I mean, he's the offensive guy. He's been fixing people and making players. Carson Palmer. Uh, yeah. Uh, others, yeah. And Andy Dalton probably wouldn't be the player he is mm-hmm. without. And, and he gets Osweiler on his hands, and all of a sudden, Deshaun Kaiser is the quarterback in the uh, third preseason game. Well, they, 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 they're on the hook for $16 million to Osweiler, whether they keep him or cut him. And, and so they felt like. You need to bring him in and see what they, you were really working with. The film doesn't really always tell the story, so they thought they could fix him, but they did have a backup plan. It turns out the backup plan is going to work for them. If Bill O'Brien, short term. if Bill O'Brien and Hugh Jackson can't fix you, then you are <laughs> I, done. Yeah, that's, that's true. It. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we're going to talk some fantasy football with Jamie My Eisenberg. Yeah. Jamie Eisenberg of CBS Sports. Tweet us at Geo and Jones if you got a fantasy question. Maybe we can work it in. Come right back. CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 